Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast, and the first one since after Christmas. I hope you have had the best Christmas, guys. I really, really, really do. Mine was sensational, and um, I really hope yours was as well. Um, But we're not going to be talking about Christmas because we've got that post-Christmas depression. I want to help you with something that a lot of people struggle with, and it's actually one of the biggest sticking points for a lot of people when it comes to their progress. And that is all or nothing mentality. And in today's podcast, I'm going to give you some practical strategies and implementations for how you can actually start to overcome all or nothing mentality. So first and foremost, let's start with a little bit of story time. So I'm going to set the scene. So I hope you're sat comfortably. And I want you to imagine that you have had this perfect week on your diet. And you have been eating your salads and sticking within your calories and feeling amazing. Then the weekend comes and you're invited out for food, but with your friends. Or you're extremely tired from the week that you've had and you just wanna order takeout because cooking is the last thing on your mind. And you indulge in that food and you feel immense guilt and shame and frustration and you try and restrict the next day or it just leads into that fuck it mentality of I've already gone over my calories, I've already screwed up my diet, so I'm just gonna have to start again Monday and I'll just eat all the food now. Both of these behaviors are extremely harmful to your food relationship, and also your goals as well. So I guess some of you might be listening to this thinking, that, that that's quite extreme, because that is quite the extreme and obvious example, but a lot of people have all or nothing thinking and don't even necessarily realise it. So a couple of tips that to help you identify whether this is you, is the first and foremost that you, you beat yourself up if you stop doing anything that that defers from your plan so you get really really frustrated or angry if you do something that defers from the plan so obviously this this podcast is in the context of health and fitness goals so for example you miss a workout you go over your calories you eat a food that isn't within your food plan you get really really angry agitated and leads into sort of quite self-destructive behavior and language choices is probably one of the biggest ones and one of the main signs that I see within people. And it's when you have very, very dichotomous thinking about being on or off plan. I will be good this week. I will be eating good food or bad food. It's creating these binary categories of what's acceptable and not and actually attaching moral value to being on plan and off plan. So that's kind of identifying all or nothing thinking. So why is it such an issue? Now, the reason it's such an issue and the reason why it's such an important thing to, to attempt to overcome is first and foremost that when we when you are in this mode of thinking, you punish yourself when you defer from your plan. And, you know, when we do bad in the world, whatever the reason is, you break the law, you go against what is said, you get punished. It's just the way of society. And you then put that sort of societal norm into into your program so if you don't if you do something what you identify as bad which is going off plan you punish yourself so you over restrict your calories or you overcompensate with extra cardio you get upset you beat yourself up you talk down to yourself one of this is a very very negative and unnecessary headspace to be in and what it can actually do is it can lower your self-efficacy because if you're beating yourself up and self-efficacy basically if you're not sure is your self-belief for how much you can actually achieve some things if you've got high self-efficacy you believe you can achieve whatever it is if it's low you don't think you can 
So if you're constantly talking down to yourself and beating yourself up and plowing yourself with these negative emotions, you're lowering your self-efficacy. And ultimately, if you are low in self-belief and self-efficacy, you're more likely to give up. So not only is it a very, very negative headspace, but it's actually more susceptible to actually giving up if you are in this headspace. Secondly, it creates a very, very poor relationship with food. If you do have this very dichotomous good or bad food, on or off plan sort of thinking. It creates fear and anxiety around eating certain foods. It creates negative emotion when certain foods are eaten or it, it leads to overeating if you do break these food rules. Because if you say, for example, like Slimming World's quite an obvious one when you've got the free food and the sins, if you go over your sins, you've basically already broken the, the, the rules. So you kind of just lead into these fuck it mentalities because you've already just broken what is quote unquote acceptable and what isn't. And the most important reason for me in terms of why I'm sharing this podcast is because ultimately it creates a vicious cycle or and it's what perpetuates this yo-yo dieting or starting progress, stopping progress, starting, stopping progress, which is something that really, really upsets me and frustrates me because obviously I want everyone to to get progress and make progress and not have to start again. And it's one of the main philosophies and it's what I actually say to people when they jump on consultation calls. It's one of the main things that I say is, I want you to never have to diet again. I, I want to get you out of this all or nothing thinking. And honestly, all or nothing thinking is one of the, the biggest drivers of diet failure more so than the calories or the food types or anything along those lines, it is the thinking behind it. So if you can change your thinking, not only are you going to have a better and happier relationship with yourself and with food and with the process of dieting and the process of fitness, but you're more likely to actually be successful with whatever endeavors you have. So now I've told you about what all or nothing thinking is and why it is a problem. I'm now going to basically delve into the, the practicality of, of this podcast, which is how the hell do you overcome it then? And these are strategies, mindset strategies that I do implement with my own clients as well. And with, we have seen success with these. So if this is something you struggle with, make a note of some of these or write it down or I don't know, just listen to this podcast on repeat until it's stuck in your head because I promise you it really, really, really will help. So the first thing is to stop looking at things and events in isolation and put things into a greater context and perspective. So what I mean by this is if you have all or nothing thinking, when you miss a workout or when you slightly go over your calories or eat off plan or whatever it is, you go into this meltdown of, oh my God, it's the end of the world and ah, and that's when it leads into those fuck it mentalities and then one missed workout turns into a week of missed workouts or going over your calories by 100 then turns into a full-on binge fest of eating everything for the entire weekend. Now the thing is, one missed workout in the grand scheme of things won't do anything or 100 calories over one day or maybe even a little bit more if you've gone out with a meal won't do anything in the grand scheme and that is where you actually need to actually start looking instead of just thinking about that one event in isolation because in isolation it does seem like a problem because you're following this plan, you've gone off your plan, it's not good but when you actually look at it into the greater perspective it won't have a detriment on your progress. If you miss a gym session, it won't stall your fat loss and your muscle that you built, if that's your goal, will not just atrophy after one session. If you go over your calories by 100, your body will average that out. It's not the end of the world. The issue lies in when you let that one workout turn into a week of missed workouts or the 
a little bit of calories gone over turns into like a full-blown not tracking eating whatever the hell you want for an entire week that in the grand scheme will impact your week but one little thing really really won't so instead of looking at an event in isolation of that event on its own put it into the grand context of your week or the grand context of your month even better and think realistically is this a problem when I've been bang on with my gym sessions and my steps and everything else every other day? And I've been bang on with my calories every other day, obviously, depending what the situation is. And 99% of the time, you will be able to say, no, it's, it's really not a problem. I need to stop worrying about it and just crack on and move on. So look at it like a maths equation. Look at the percentage of that event in the, you know, the grand scheme of your week. It's like 1% or not even that half the time. So realistically, do you need to stress about 1% if 99 is being bang on? No. So that is one method of thinking that can really, really, really help when you do have those little wobbles about the thing that you've missed. The next strategy is actually a practical strategy, which is a bit of a um, an out there one. Um, it's a bit controversial, but honestly, it's really, really, really powerful. And that is to literally practically go and prove yourself wrong. So I want you to think of a belief right now that you have all or nothing thinking. So for example, if you're quite strict with your food intake, this could be, if I eat chocolate, I will gain weight. If I miss a gym workout, I will gain weight. These thought processes which drive the all or nothing thinking. So I want you to think about one that you've got. And I actually want you to intentionally go and do it. So for example, intentionally miss your workout tomorrow intentionally have a little bit of chocolate extra in your diet that day and then I want to see you to actually see what that happens over the week and just prove yourself wrong prove yourself that it's an irrational belief so for example if you eat chocolate I want you to then weigh in over that week and see what happens with your weight across the week and if you've been consistent with everything else across that week your weight isn't going to change or your weight will continue to drop if that's obviously if you're in a fat loss presented goal if you miss a workout and muscle building and strength building is your goal, I guarantee that you will not lose all your muscle and you will not lose all your gains. You'll be able to go into your next session strong and you will look the same. If you're scared about eating out because you're worried that, again, you're going to gain loads of weight, go eat out and then over the course of the week, see what your weight does. It's just actually proving yourself wrong. And when you can overcome an irrational belief by providing yourself with the evidence that it's irrational that's a really 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 powerful tool and it's something that I've been helped I get my clients to do so when they've got eat out anxieties or food anxieties I say right okay well tomorrow I want you to go and I'm trying to think of an example that I had the other week A a girl was quite scared of sort of just not tracking at the Christmas market so I said well I want you to go and track at the Christmas I want you to go to Christmas market I want you to pick something I don't want you to track it and let me know how you feel and what your weight does over the week and in her check-in she was like I really enjoyed it it was amazing and my weight's actually dropped this week and I'm surprised and that food anxiety was proven irrational and she even said I don't even know what I was worrying about so that's a really good way of proving yourself wrong and it can really really help reduce the all or nothing thinking because when someone else tells you not to worry or not stress it's quite hard to believe if you've got that internal thought process but when you can actually overcome that yourself by proving yourself wrong it's a very 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 powerful tool so it's quite an out there concept but i promise you it really works the next one is to shift your focus so when you do have a setback so let's go again you miss your workout you eat a little bit on your cal- over your calories whatever it is instead of homing in on that setback and letting that become your focus, move on and think about what you have done successfully that week instead and draw your bias towards that. 
So for example, I've had a client this week who, who's got um, a family situation going on and she's not been able to get to the gym. And I was like, okay, well, what else have you actually done last week? You've actually really been keeping active. You messaged me to say that you've been going for walks and you've been keeping up to your home-cooked food, nutritious food. So you've been doing, in you know, given the circumstances you're going through, you're doing absolutely loads. Just because you miss one workout, it's not the end of the world. And as well as that, it's not just looking at what you have done successfully in the past, but what you can do moving forward and what you can still do. Because a quote that I say to my clients all the time, and it's one that I've passed on from my nana, is it's not the problem, it's what you do about it. So if the problem is that you couldn't get to the gym because of the snow, or you weren't feeling very well, or you were just exhausted that day, that's fine, but what do you do about it? Do you let that get in your head, and you think, I've ruined it, and I've fallen off plan, and now I'm going to do everything off plan? Or do you think, right, well, I can actually maybe get an extra session in later on this week, or I'm just going to move on from it, or I can still control my nutrition, or I could maybe go out and get a couple of extra steps tomorrow, or it's what you do moving forward, and it's homing in on that, and also homing in on your successes, because when you can have the mindset and perspective of what you've done right, that you are still moving forward towards your goals, and homing in on what you can control, you'll just feel a lot more positive and optimistic, whereas if you focus on the negatives, you'll have that negative self-bias, which lowers your self-efficacy, and like, said that's where it leads to that giving up and fuck it mentality is kicking in number four is to be more flexible so this is more related to nutrition but it is also related to soft scheduling and workouts to some degree as well now my clients will all know that I allow a huge degree of food flexibility and the thing is that the more you deprive yourself of something, the more you want it. It's the law of human nature. So if your diet is very, very, very strict in terms of the foods that you allow yourself and don't allow yourself to have, that is when you will want it more. That's when you'll eat it more and that's when you cave more. If you've listened to a load of my old podcasts, the OG ones, you'll know about the restraint theory, which is the idea that when you break your restraint, you actually then overeat. It's a really, really good theory. Go give it a Google. So... The more you actually expose yourself to food, the lower your craving will be for it. The more you'll just be like, meh, about it. And you'll still enjoy it, but you won't have this burning, craving, urging desire to eat it. So allow yourself foods into your diet. Stop depriving yourself. And the more you include it, the less you'll want to just binge on it because it's part of your daily diet. And flexibility is also something which is important for things like training sessions and getting your steps in and For example, there will be times in life where you can't stick to your usual routine and schedule. So if you're a person like me who is quite OCD about their routine and schedule, it can be quite anxiety provoking when something gets in the way of that. So for example, I do my cardio fasted early in the morning, but let's say for example, I had to go somewhere that day, like when I've gone to seminars or events or what have you, and I can't go do it and maybe I have to do it later in the day, or move it to a different day, if I wasn't flexible about that, I could let that get in my head, and think, well, I can't do it in the morning, so I can't do it at all, so what's the point, instead of just thinking, well, as a one-off, I'm going to have to make some adjustments, and that's okay, maybe you can't hit your steps that day, because you've got a really important work meeting, or maybe you have to just get up a little bit earlier, it's allowing yourself to be flexible, and stop being so rigid with your thinking, and OCD about your schedule, because there will be times where you can't be bang on, and you have to move things around, and you just got to accept that, Instead of thinking, well, I can't do it my normal way, so what's the point? There's always another way. Always. And the final pointer is to remember that something is better than nothing. Every little inch of success or every little thing that you do towards your goals adds up. So we won't always be 100% and that's okay. 
you might miss a training session. You might have a bit of a crap training session. You might have a day where you just you don't track because you didn't feel like it. You might have a day where you can't track because you're away with work. You might have a day where you only get 75% of your steps in because you were going to go out for a final walk and it's literally torrential rain or it's too dark or what have you. Whatever the situation is, it's fine. And you've just got to remember that if you've done something towards your goals, then that's better than nothing. And what I say to my clients is when they do have weeks like this, is I say, well, maybe this week isn't 100%, which, yeah, maybe isn't ideal. But guess what? Your week's been 70%. Now, a 70% week is better than a 0% week because you've said, fuck it, because I can't go and do my session. I'm just not going to track and I'm not going to do this, that and the other. Even a 40% week is better than a 0% week. It's still taking steps forward towards your goals. So don't expect every single week to be 100%. Except that sometimes it won't be 100% ticking every single box. And if you can be okay with that and be appreciative that you've done something towards your goals then that will really, really help with that mentality because if you go into fuck it mode and all or nothing, that's when 0% weeks happen. Whereas if you just accepted that it wasn't an all week, a perfect week, and you just run at 60%, that's going to get you closer to where you want to be. So just accept it and know that there will be better weeks coming. And that is all of my tips wrapped up. So I really, really hope that one's been useful for you guys. If it has, again, let me know. Tag me over on Instagram, screenshot, mention me, drop me a DM, let me know. I'd really like to hear about it. And yeah, that is it for this week's episode. Now, all or nothing thinking is one of the biggest sort of mindset strategies and implications that I do help my my clients with. It's something that I know a lot of people struggle with. So we I implement a lot of this within my coaching practices. Now, my coaching books are actually still closed for the year, but I do have a few spaces available for January intake. So if you are interested in joining up my coaching team, if you go to the link in the show notes, there will be a application form. If you fill that in, I will be in touch and we can have a chat about getting started within the new year, which is a matter of days away, which is just absolutely nuts, isn't it? Absolutely nuts. 2022, bring it on. But thank you for listening, guys. Have a fantastic day. If you're still off work, I hope you're enjoying it. If you're still having some festive celebrations or New Year's or whatever you're doing, enjoy it. And I'll see you on next week's episode.